It's Wednesday, March 8th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes of the World Baseball Classic kicked off with a couple of games uh, over in Taiwan. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, considered an upset. Is is it considered an upset if the Netherlands beats Cuba 4-2? Uh, to uh, the Palacios brothers on uh, on the roster for the Netherlands. Josh Palacios with an RBI single and scored a run. And uh, you're you're looking at um, the the Dutch now in position to maybe advance on a pool play. Yeah, that is upset. Definitely Cuba. You know, great baseball playing nation. Uh, always loaded with uh, you know stars that uh, eventually defect to the USA. So. Um, yeah, I, I would think that's uh, that's a big upset. Uh, Panama in the other game uh, beats Chinese Taipei uh, f- uh, twelve to five. So uh, you know, first two games are are out of the way. Um, you, you've got Australia and Korea on tap for uh, tonight at ten, and uh, Panama playing the Netherlands uh, in a matchup of those two teams uh, later on uh, that uh, tonight as well. Uh, the Guardian's going to get their first uh, look or first taste of, uh, you know, what the WBC is like with uh, uh, their game against Mexico uh, later on today, uh, three o'clock out in Goodyear. Uh, and it looks like Terry Francona has put together uh, a lineup that's sort of maybe representative of of what we're envisioning the opening day lineup to, to look like. Yeah, definitely, uh, Joe. Uh, you know, first three hitters, Quan Rosario, uh, Ramirez. Then he goes Bell, Naylor, Gonzalez, Arias, Gallagher, and Straw. So, you know, that's that's as close to an opening day lineup as you're going to get. And, uh, you know, Zach Plesak's on the mound for his third uh, Cactus League start. Wow, oh, this is uh, – uh, Plesak has, has had his moments in his first couple of starts, but this is uh, maybe one where uh, you're looking for him to maybe make some progress and take a step and, and show that – you know, he's he's serious about uh, grabbing one of those final two ro- uh, rotation spots. Yeah, uh, you know, he had a shaky, uh, you know, a Cactus League opener, gave up uh, five runs uh, in his second start on March 3rd. He came back and, uh, you know, ran into trouble in the first inning. Uh, they used the reentry rule. Uh, he came back uh, in the second inning to start the second inning and retired six straight. So that was encouraging to see that. And uh, maybe you know he can keep that momentum going. Yeah, that's the uh, the hope. As long as he's healthy and and there are no uh, no other complications there, uh, we're also going to get uh, uh, possibly a chance to see or hear about uh, Nick Sandlin, Angel de los Santos. Uh, they're both on the uh, on the schedule to to pitch after sort of delaying their starts to to camp uh, by injury. Yeah, they're both on the card to uh, you know pitch out of the bullpen today. Uh, you know, Sandlin coming back from that lat slash uh, Terrace Major uh, injury in the postseason last year. De Los Santos uh, strained a hamstring early in camp. And, uh, you know, they've been working their way back. And, Joe, I was wondering, you know, you know, before we saw them, uh, you know, being uh, you know, kind of ready, game ready, I was wondering if, if it, either one of these guys might open on the on the injured list. But, you know, because of relievers, you know, and because they don't need to, you know, really, you know, build up their arm strength like a starter. I, if if all things go well, these both these guys should be ready by opening day, don't you think? Yeah, we and and we talked about how uh, Carl Willis and and you know the coaching staff has 
uh, a plan and a map for each individual uh, pitcher. Uh, you know, they they only really have uh, Emmanuel Class A scheduled to, to pitch nine times during spring training, and that should be enough to get him going. Well, uh, you can you can delay your start with uh, you know some of the veteran guys, and and I think by now De Los Santos and, and Sandlin have, have known the ropes in spring training, and they they know what to expect. So, uh, you know, if they're only going to get maybe eight nine appearances between now and uh, the, the start of the regular season, uh, that, that, that could be enough for them. And, you know, a couple of those maybe maybe back to backs and see how they, uh, respond to, to pitching back to back days, because certainly once the season starts, they're going to be asked to do that. Uh, as long as they're healthy and sound to, to start now, I think there's, there's no, uh, concern about them being ready in time to, to be on the opening day roster. Uh, certainly if they're not injured at the time of the, uh, uh, you know, the regular season starting there, they shouldn't be on the, the injured list. So, um, yeah, I, I can see them having enough time, you know, uh, a guy like, you know, the, the one I'm thinking about is like Karen has been pitching since the, the first game of spring. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, it, do they, do they maybe back off of him here at, at some point and, and only pitch him a, uh, you know, a couple of times the rest of the way out for camp so that he's fresh and ready to go at the start of the season. Yeah, he's he's on the card today too to pitch. So uh, you know, uh, let's see, Karinchak, uh, uh, Trevor Steffen, Sandlin, De Los Santos, and uh, you know, then there's a you know several uh, minor league guys that are that are that will follow those guys. But those are the you know four main guys. And Karinchak has pitched a lot, uh, you know, and I think um, you know, you know, I think I don't know, you know, he kind of he, he he missed all last spring. Uh, you know, with that that shoulder injury, uh, was shut down. But I don't think that has anything to do with it. That's, I mean, yeah. we saw him pitch. You know, from July, what from July through the end of the season, and he was, you know, he was solid. So yeah, I would think they they they'd be very, you know, they'll have his schedule mapped out, and and uh, you know that he that he definitely won't be overused. But I was looking at, you know, what uh, you know, Sandlin and De Los Santos did last year, Joe. Combined, they made 96 appearances, and they uh, they both won. They 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 uh, were credited with 10 wins, a combined 10 wins. So those are, those are two important guys that you really don't kind of think about in in the in the in the grand scheme of the pen, you know. No, they were they were backbone guys. They were they were the reason why that bullpen was so good. The, uh, them and and the emergence of Trevor Steffen, I think, uh, were were really the 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 sort of glue that held that that bullpen and, and bridged to to um, uh, Emmanuel Classe at the end of games. Uh, just a, another word on Karen Jack. I think if I were to hazard a guess, I, I think the reason why Karen Jack might've been pitching as much as he was in the first couple of spring games and the first, you know, right from the jump uh, was the, the new pitch clock rules and the timing and getting him in particular uh, more established and set up with those rules and the timing and, and getting a good feel for him uh, because he was going to be the one uh, guy that they sort of targeted and looked at and said, hey, uh, you know, we better make sure that he's OK with these pitch clock rules. Uh, so maybe getting him out there on the mound in those early games was part of the strategy for for Tito and the coaches. Yeah, that's a good point. He had, uh, you know, I think in his first time out, he had a pitch violation that wasn't his fault. It was, you know, fault of the umpire for not knowing the rules. And uh, the those last time out, he was called for a balk. So yeah, yeah, I think uh, you know that's critical for him to get get used to the uh, to the pitch clock. He doesn't, he, you know, except for that the one pitch violation. 
you know, he really has has worked efficiently and quickly. And uh, but, you know, we'll have to see what the rest of the spring brings for him. I haven't uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the the WBC games are the the pitch clock isn't part of the, the WBC this year, is it? I, I, I can't imagine that it would be. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I do. I not wonder. Know. I wonder how many, if any, of the new uh, the new Major League Baseball rules are, are in play with the, the World Baseball Classic games. I guess, uh, you know, once we once once we start seeing a little more of those games on uh, being broadcast, I think uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll be able to catch up on that. And, uh, you know, it would be interesting. <laughs> you certainly don't want with all the with, with Juan Soto and all of his moves in the box and, you know, with all the, the fanfare and the uh, the crowd, and the big moments with the WBC. I, I wonder how that would, uh, you know, mesh with a with a pitch clock. But uh, we'll we'll take it for what it is. Um as far as you know, uh, what we're looking forward to the, the rest of this week, uh, um, we we already talked about yesterday how uh, Shane Bieber is going to pitch on Thursday in a, a like a, a B game at San Diego in Peoria, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah, Bieber on a, on a B game in Peoria, definitely. And then Friday, I believe Tristan McKenzie is is on the mound again. Yeah, McKenzie on the mound. Uh, you know. Um, McKenzie will go against Cincinnati um, in, uh, on that, um, on what, you know, uh, what am I doing here? I got, I got, I got mixed up. But yeah. The Wednesday, yeah. The, Wednesday, the Wednesday home game uh, when Beavers uh, in San Diego, I believe San Diego is here. Yeah. And, and Hunter Gaddis's pitch is starting that game. Right. Yeah. Just a, an opportunity to get some of these guys who wouldn't normally be in the starting rotation to get them out there on the mound and, and, and starting. Uh, they get a got a chance to see what um, what they've got with Hunter Gaddis, really a, a guy who um, you know has a chance to contribute at, at some point during the season. Yeah, and he's he's had really a good spring, Joe. He's uh, you know he's pitched multiple multiple innings every time he's been out there as they you know try to stretch him out, uh, showing a good breaking ball set up with his fastballs. He got some strikeouts, you know, and uh, he looks like a different guy. Uh, compared to the uh, two kind of the two starts he made last season, which you know he was kind of put put in uh, he was in over his over his head at uh, in those two starts and really struggled. But he looks uh, he looks solid right now. He looks like a prospect. And you know, Joe, I'm just wondering. I mean, would they use any of these starters? They have so many of them. Would they use them if they need maybe a guy that goes to two and a, two and a third innings in the bullpen? Like a piggyback guy to to start the season well, early, maybe. Yeah, like maybe that. that, or or maybe you know, you know, I, just, I heard Carl Wills saying we might need, uh, you know, a, a guy that could go multiple innings in the pen, uh, you know, at some point, and he he he, you know, he referenced the uh, pitch clock, and I wasn't quite sure what he was talking about, but you know, it was kind of interesting to me. Yeah, you know, and maybe guys like Hunter Gaddis and and Xavier Curry. Uh, uh, fit that sort of mold to to start. It's not ideal for them, but you know, not with necessarily what they want. But uh, you know, being on the roster, I think, is is more important, uh, and, and and having them uh, being able to contribute in some way. Uh, sure, yeah, we don't know exactly who's going to be healthy uh, with the the Sam Hentges injury. Uh, if if Tim Heron is going to step in and grab that spot, or if they're thinking about going in a different direction there, so. Uh, there are a few questions in the bullpen, and once we start uh, laying out what we think the opening day roster is going to look like, 
uh, we'll have a clear picture of you know, who the battles are, who the openings could could go to, who the candidates are. Uh, you know, and there's there are still veterans, uh, you know, non-roster invitees who who could you know make make some noise and and make claims for some of those spots. Uh, Tuki Toussaint is another guy. I think they're still going to try and give a look to, 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 to see, you know, what he can do. Um, so yeah, the, the bullpen might be the only area on this, this club. Uh, and you know, the, the major roles in the bullpen are already filled and established as long as they're healthy. Uh, it's, it's those sort of fill in, uh, you know, bridge spots that they, they might need to find the best candidates for. Yeah, because, yeah, if, you know, realistically you look at it, there's probably, what, maybe one spot open in, in the pen. And uh, if it, like if you said, if everyone is healthy, if Sandlin and De Los Santos make it through the rest of the camp, okay. And, uh, you know, and we're, we're still, uh, you know, waiting for some kind of evaluation or some kind of, uh, yeah, evaluation on just what, you know, Hedkiss uh, injury you know, is about. So, you know, but still that, that seems like that's going to be kind of a, you know, multi-week thing, Joe, don't you think? Yeah, that, I think right now you, you put uh, Cody Morris and Sam Hentges uh, on the injured list to start the season for sure. Uh, and, and, you know, one or more uh, bullpen spots are available in terms of, you know, they could go to one of those young guys. They could go to a veteran. I think maybe one veteran and one young guy, are going to benefit from uh, from those guys uh, having to miss time at the start of the season. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Morris was, you know, Terry Francona was hopeful that Morris could get off the mound, uh, you know, sometime in the next couple of days or by mid-next week, but that still kind of puts him, you know, behind so many pitchers that you would think he would have to open on the uh, – on the injured list and they said they're going to be very very you know conservative with him and they're not going to push him and right now there's no reason to yeah i i could i could see sam hench just maybe opening on the 60 day if if that's the the case and they open up a a, a roster spot maybe to to get a guy like a tuki Toussaint on the 40 man uh if you if you move henches to the to the 60 day injured list so uh i'm i if you can tell in my voice I, i'm i'm not real hopeful uh, that that Sam Hentges' injury is is something that can just be uh, you know dealt with and 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 he's back pitching healthy uh, anytime soon. I think he's been shut down for long enough now that uh, it's going to take a while to ramp him back up in time to get him uh, ready to go. Yeah, and just the whole nature of the injury and you know Terry Francona really didn't give us a whole lot of detail. Just said there was what inflammation around the uh, ligaments in the shoulder. That just didn't sound good. And when he goes, you know, he'll be evaluated week to week. You know, that that's uh, if you're a pitcher, that's probably the last thing you want to hear. Right. Uh, so we're we're heading towards opening day and we're heading towards, uh, you know, another Shane Bieber uh, start uh, for uh, Cleveland on an opening day uh, game. Uh, what do you what do you consider out of out of Shane Bieber's previous what three opening day starts uh you know you've you've got a situation where he he started opening day uh in uh what was it 2020 when there was nobody in the ballpark and it was you know delayed by by covid and you know that was the start to his Cy Young season uh, he started uh 2021 in uh in a snowstorm in Detroit and had 
something like 12 strikeouts and you know uh, you know was it was in, in, in an impressive uh, game even though the uh, even though Cleveland lost uh and then you go to uh 2022 he starts in in Kansas City in another snowstorm in another game where uh you know the offense struggled and you know they they, they weren't able to, to come up with a win uh what do you expect uh, out of Shane Bieber and and just the fact that he's been named essentially been named the opening day starter and uh, this is going to be number four for him. That that puts him in some pretty rare company. Yeah, uh, definitely, Joe. I think uh, you know he kind of succeeds uh, Corey Kluber in in that you know regard. Uh, Kluber uh, went uh, made five straight starts, opening day starts before Bieber. You know, so uh, Bieber's right in line with that. And uh, like you said, Joe, when, when he starts, when he's when he's the opening day starter, uh, it's not like he gets overwhelmed by runs. Uh, he lost, what, in 2020? He wins two to nothing. In 2020, uh, I should say, yeah, in 2021, oh. he, uh, he, uh, he wins. No, he loses three to two. And uh, last year he got beat. Uh, one and what well, last year was against Greinke in Kansas City. Uh, he loses three one, so uh, it's always tight. It's always uh, you know the weather is always kind of iffy, but you know it's it's a great compliment to him. You know he's he's the best they've got right now, and uh, he's pitched like it. You know he's put that you know 2021 season behind him, where he had you know only made 16 starts. He had a bounce back year last year. Uh, 200, in, you know, 200 innings, almost 200 strikeouts. Uh, so he's, you know, I'd say he, he's just in talking to him, uh, you know, recently in spring training, he said this is the best he's felt in a long time. That's good. And, you know, the one thing that we know for sure in Seattle on opening day, uh, there won't be any snowflakes in the air or on the ground uh, in the in the stadium because if, uh, if they've got the roof closed, then they don't have to worry about that. Uh uh, you you wrote about Tristan McKenzie and and just where he's at right now as a as a pitcher in his development. What did uh, what did you learn about Tristan and, and for your your story that you wrote uh, uh, today on Cleveland.com? Yeah, uh, always it's always great to talk to Tristan and uh, just really you know kind of talk to him about you know how he conquered his walks that walk issue he had in 2021. And uh, it was it was it was refreshing to t- to talk to him. He you know he sounded like you know it, it it sounded like he was just you know it was just like a young kid trying to uh, you know make his way in the big leagues. And it's not always that easy, you know. He said you, you know he told me uh, you know when you're a little kid, all you want to do is get to the big leagues. When you get to the big leagues, all you want to do is stay there, and that causes some uh, you know you put some kind of undue pressure and stress on yourself. And, uh, you know, you think you have to be perfect. And he said, you, you never want to throw the ball right down the middle to uh, guys like Salvador Perez. You, so you try to work the edges, you try to be perfect, and, it, you know, it doesn't work out. And eventually you learn to trust yourself. You learn to throw the ball in the middle of the plate or put, you know, throw the ball over the plate and trust your stuff. And if it gets hit out of the park, it does, but you got to come back and, you know, uh, just attack the strike zone and go after hitters. And he seems like he's in a he's in a real good spot right now, Joe. Is he a, a dark horse candidate for, uh, you know, maybe a, if he can find that consistency this year and take it to another level? 
could he be in the conversation at least for Cy Young uh, award if uh, you know if things go the right way? I think so, Joe. I mean, he'd have to have you know you know considering the competition, he'd have to have uh, you know an outstanding year. But I think he's more than capable of that. You know what? He won eleven games last year. Had a ERA under under three, you know, and as, as we've said before, no one hits this guy, you know, mm-hmm. he gives up some home runs, but you know, the, I think his career batting average against is 197, you know, so th- there's a lot of, there's, it's like his, his game is, is, you know, kind of spread out over the table, you know, a card table. And yeah. he got, he, he's got to pull it together, all the pieces together. And if, and I think he's in the process of doing that. And if he does that, you know, he's going to be hard to beat. I would think he'd, he, I think he's already one of the, you know, the better pitchers in the American League. I think he, he's on his way to being one of the best. Well, and and the reason I ask that question, and I don't want it to sound like it's coming out of left field, you know, it, you know, Tristan McKenzie, Cy Young, but, but, uh, you know, the the aspects of his game and what he can do, like you said, he just doesn't. His batting average against it doesn't exist. It's it's just minuscule for what, you know, for a, a pitcher in 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 today's game. Uh, and and I really think that the the stat cast sort of darlings and the you know the people who look at numbers and sort of you know bend them to their narratives or whatever you can you can take what he does and if he does it consistently enough during a season you know over a stretch of twelve to fifteen starts you know go on one of those Corey Kluber type runs uh, where you know we we saw Corey Kluber more than once go uh, if he can do that. I think just the the way his numbers lay out on the table, you, you look at it and you say, wow, this guy's, you know, he's striking out 11 guys uh, per nine innings. And, uh, you know, if he limits the home runs and walks, I, I, I really think because because you're right, they don't hit him. So when he's going good, uh, I think enough of those kind of starts could could definitely vault him into the uh, the Cy Young conversation now. Remember that I said that on March 8th and uh, when, you know, he's five and five and, you know, struggling at some point during the season, uh, don't don't play the tape for me and and don't bring it back up. Uh, But uh, definitely keep an eye on Tristan McKenzie. He's a guy who who could who could have a a huge breakout season this year. Uh, All right. We've got uh, Mexico and the United States, Mexico and the Guardians uh, on, on tap for this afternoon. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow to wrap that up and, and uh, you know, bring you more uh, Guardian spring training news as it happens here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, Hoinsie, we'll talk to you then. Okay, buddy.